Aloha, everybody, and hopefully you guys are having a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Warrior Women in the World of Entrepreneurship podcast. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit more about Anchor Fitness. So they are number one rated portable cable machine. So it definitely replaces that big bulky cable machine that is very functional and useful within the gym, but not always possible to bring to anywhere. Obviously it's impossible to bring just anywhere. It's not portable like the anchor fitness tool is. So this is incredible. The NHL uses it. UFC uses it. They use it in exos for the, uh, sorry, the NFL combine. And we use it here for Tasco fit martial arts and fitness for some of our group classes that we have in kettlebell kickboxing, as well as in our private lessons. So it's become really, really handy for that really good storage, um, very small, compact. You can take, uh, put tiny weights on the weight plates and take them off too. So it uses more of leveraging system in that. And it's just a lot more fluid and easier to use than the bands are. So with that, you can use our code, which is TASCOFIT, T-A-S-K-O-F-I-T to get your percentage off. We're also working with my foot function to help with better foot health and function. Everything kind of starts from the ground up from where you step in the morning. Hopefully you don't land on your face. Uh, you're landing on your feet and making sure that you're having good foot function because that is going to help with your balance, your capabilities, being able to lift. So everything can kind of stem from there. So be sure to use our code with them. That one's going to be TASCOFIT, T-A-S-K-O-F-I-T-1-1 with my foot function. So you can get the toe spacers, which are definitely good to try and uh, help to correct or avoid any bunions that you may have had formed from wearing either narrow shoes or anything else. And you just learn a lot from each of these places. So please be sure to check out Anchor Fitness and also My Foot Function. All right, guys, enjoy the episode. Aloha, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Warrior Women in the World of Entrepreneurship podcast. I'm your host, Kolo, and I'm joined today with a very special guest and friend of mine, Janelle Stevens-Thompson. So Janelle is an accomplished martial artist, personal trainer, entrepreneur, stuntwoman, athlete, and now wife. She recently got married. Uh, she is known globally for her work on Black Panther, Avengers Infinity War, Luke Cage, Breaking In, Shadow Force, Woman King and an incredibly long list of many other shows and movies that she has doubled in or played a part. Uh, you can find that list on her IMDb as well. Janelle also played Division One basketball for Kinesius. I'm always pronouncing that wrong, uh, in college in Buffalo on a full scholarship for four years. She was inducted into the 2014 class of uh, Kinesius College's Sports Hall of Fame for her amazing achievements throughout her uh, collegiate career in women's basketball. I actually remember that too. Um, this has all brought her to the highlight of her career, being on the Warrior Women <laughs> in the World of Entrepreneurship <laughs> podcast. So Janelle, thank you so, so much for joining us today. And I'm super excited to have you on and be able to just share your experience and knowledge of being a successful uh, and growing entrepreneur with our listeners. So thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Let's get right into it. So I... I've known you for years. We met in Anderson's Martial Arts Academy. Martial artists, I remember, I think I met you in like the kettlebell kickboxing class first and foremost. Again, we just kind of hit it off from there. We got to know each other more, saw each other in classes. And, you know, eventually I got to get to know you and you had been a personal trainer at Equinox either, I think during there or prior. And eventually I remember you started bringing your own clients into there and just, you were training everybody outside and you had created prowess private training. So let's just talk a little bit about that and we'll kind of get to the rest of your career and where it's led up to. But if you can just kind of talk to our listeners about what got you to the point of creating your own LLC, your own business and how you're able to do that, both kind of financially, just, you know, your own confidence in yourself and just what you're able to do. So just kind of maybe walk us through that. Um, from the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in college, actually before college, um, I was really interested in the entertainment business. Um, but uh, a lot had been put down or on the back burner because of collegiate basketball. And because I was under contract with them, I couldn't do a lot. So when I left there, uh, I came back to New York um, for acting and modeling. Um, so I took 
my personal uh, personal training job at Equinox as kind of like the backup job to uh, pay the bills. Because in New York City, you know, pounding the pavement doesn't pay the bills. And, and uh, there's a lot of heavy bills in New York City. So um, I took that as the second job. But after going on audition after audition, you know, I had to cancel clients and move clients. And that became very stressful. Plus, I just fell in love with the whole industry of personal training. So with that, uh, did that for a while. Then my martial arts school moved uh, closer. Well, actually, I'm going to stop there. I'm going to rewind a little bit because when sure. I did come back to New York uh, after college, I initially wanted to be like the GM of a professional team, right? Acting and modeling was in there too, but that was initially the the first step I wanted to go to. So when I first got back to New York, I ran into somebody who was um, a personal trainer at Equinox, who I had went to college with. So I didn't land the sport administration job, which is where I got my master's in. I landed a PR job and that was just supposed to be a stepping stone. It took an entire year to make that decision to turn to, to go into personal training. Uh, and it took a year of meeting with this friend that I ran into, having dinners, having talks, um, just him breaking everything down. I wasn't ready at the time uh, to make that leap. And I had just come back to New York. So I pretty much had to take out a loan to start, you know, in my endeavors to pay rent, actually. So after that year of getting all my ducks in a row, you know, making sure my finances were together and I could have a roof over my head and eat and all that. Um, that's when I made the leap into personal training. And this was obviously not the nine to five that everybody's used to. My parents were used to that for decades. So they were very, very supportive, but they were also warned me, you know, that this is, you know, not a nine to five. This is a very, you know, different kind of career path that you're about to take. And I took talking that about personal advice. training or mm -hmm, absolutely. Okay, sorry. It wasn't your typical nine to five. No, you get, it's fine. You, um, you get paid per client, obviously, you know, and, and the gym takes a cut of that as well. So it was very scary jumping into that arena, but I knew I had the support of my parents, but I told them that I, I didn't want a safety net. You know, I wanted to do this. So I took out a loan, paid my bills, became a trainer, worked my butt off, built up my clientele, and uh, stayed there for a few years because, you know, a lot of people were even like, oh, you can take, you can start your own business, blah, blah, blah. But I wasn't ready to do that. So once I started really thinking about starting my own career in personal training, that again, took about a year or two to make sure all my ducks were in a row. I built up my, my own clientele. I made sure that they were comfortable, comfortable enough with me to be able to leave Equinox. Um, so you know, there's a whole thing too, the Equinox and, and you know, stealing clients. But mm -hmm. once you gain a rapport with your clients, they don't really want to train with anybody else, especially if you've been doing it with them for years, they feel comfortable with you. So, you know, I took that leap into then again, uh, didn't want a safety net and took a leap of faith into creating my own business. And in that time, you know, I was getting my ducks in a row, Anderson's Martial Arts Academy, moved closer to the, to the gym I was working at. So I, um, you know, at that time I, or in the process, I worked my way up to a certain level in my martial arts and, uh, became really good friends with Sifu and Dasha, the owners of the school. And, uh, once I said, okay, I I'm quitting Equinox. I took my clients with me and I basically housed my business under their roof. Um, and in doing that, you know, my, my business grew. Uh, I was able to even advance even more in my martial arts because I was there every day, all day. And yep. then, um, you know, there was a lot of New York stunt performers that came into the school. And uh, I continued to watch them and watch them between classes, after classes, before classes. They would do fight choreo and train. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Hard not to watch that. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, oh, this is, we're doing a lot of fun things with knives and guns. <laughs> not really hitting each other, but looking like they're hitting each other. So, um, another, another, an ex coworker of mine from Equinox would come in. She was a stunt performer. And I was like, man, this looks really cool. I want to, that's something that's, I'd be interested in this. She goes, are you serious? Cause I think you'd be good at it. So she's like, oh, I'll put together a headshot and resume and I'll pass your name around. And then she left. And I'm like, 
I don't have a stunt resume. What's a stunt resume? What am I supposed to put down? So yeah. another martial artist in the school and you know, a stunt performer, he was like, just put down everything that you do for fun. So I started writing everything down and I was surprised. I was like, wow, I've been training for this career my entire life without even knowing about it. So I'm that's awesome. Like- wow. <laughs> <laughs> so not in a nutshell, that's kind of, uh, my <laughs> we're all in a nutshell. No, <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's it. Right. So it's like, it's funny because all of these people who have come into your life in one way or another, you had to ask the, these questions, you, there's something you wanted to do. And it's just like, I know I can do it. I know there is the capacity to be able to do it. I just don't know how, I don't know how to start and how to start is so important. Like if you remember even like writing essays, either in college or high school, it's just like, that was probably one of the hardest things is knowing where to start. Because if you know how to start, you know how to kind of plan it out, or at least you learn a little bit better. And you're an ace planner. Like that's your, not only you're an ace planner, but you follow through, which is something that I'm definitely trying to still hunker like down on. But my point to this is that's what this podcast is about. We, I'm trying to bring on uh, people such as yourself to be that source for anybody else who's listening. So like you said, Heidi, like she was just like, yeah, this start doing this, or I'm sorry, somebody else had said to you like, Hey, just start writing down the stuff. It's just like, you wouldn't even know where to start if it wasn't necessarily like for them, you know, because the world is so giant seemingly in the fields that you even want to go into. So it's really, really helpful to have those guides and just a, just a place to begin. So um, just kind of going back a little bit, Janelle, speaking of like kind of where you wanted to go, what did you say your major was in college? Where where was that direction headed for you initially? So yeah, and, and I did undergrad business management. Actually, I started out in engineering. I wanted to be an architectural engineer. Oh yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah, so I came into college on a basketball scholarship, but the deal was a 3-2 program. I was supposed to spend three years at Canisius and two years at Cornell to get my engineering because they had pre-engineering, not engineering. So I started on that path my freshman year and then realized, I think I got my first C in my life <laughs> in college. And I was like, I was devastated, completely devastated. I was like, what is this? And everybody's like, maybe just get a tutor. You'll be fine. I was like, a tutor? What? <laughs> and I was like, I'm failing at life. So I was like, okay, I have to make a decision. And it was like, okay, am I going to enjoy college? And not necessarily to that extent because I was on the basketball team, but like, am I going to go through this with complete stress, having to have tutors, having to do this? Is is this what I want to do? And then realizing that the science was not what I expected. And it just wasn't a path that seemed to fit with me. So I switched my major to business. And I was like, okay, switch my major to business. And then after that, I got my master's in sport administration. So my goal was to be a GM of a professional sport team, ideally general manager, WNBA basketball team. Yeah. Nice. And what would that have entailed for you? Like kind of what, what made you want to be that obviously you were in basketball yourself, but why a GM? Right. Uh, you know, that's one of the top levels in the sport business industry. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to stay in sports, but stay on the business side of it. Um, But then after leaving college and having a year of an office job in public relations, I was like, oh, yeah, working on the business side of sports doesn't mean you keep doing sports. You have to sit behind a desk. So it just wasn't for me. I needed to be active. And that year in PR really was an eye opener for me. And that's when I started thinking about getting back into the entertainment business. And that's why I was there for literally a year and I, and I knew I had to pay my dues. So it was my first major job out of college, this PR job. And, uh, I knew I couldn't leave before a year was up. So I had to tough it out and make sure that that was on my resume. I was there for a year, you know, and then in that year is when I had all those meetings and spoke with this friend consistently about how to make this jump and what did he do financially and um, how do you develop clients and how do you start this career? So like you said, it's really about speaking to the people that are in the industries that you wanted to be in to help, to guide you. And and maybe he, he was my main focus, but at a certain point, sometimes it could be one, two, three people because they could have nuggets of knowledge that the other person didn't. And that one thing could really propel you into the avenue that you want to go down. Yeah. And it definitely helps to make sure that they are supportive people 
<laughs> like, yeah. cause you get the Absolutely. people that sometimes are just like, Oh, I don't know. Or the people that are in it that are like, it's a hard thing to do. It's just like, like, it is a pet peeve of mine when people say, and I hate when I say it too. And I I think I've said this in every interview that I've done. I hate when people say something is hard because people typically associate hard with impossible or you shouldn't do it. Whereas I hear it and I'm like, oh, came on. Thanks. Like, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. That's my motivation. Somebody tells me I can't do something. I'm going to prove them wrong. Prove wrong. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, You know, I get along on that, on that, uh, on that avenue. So yeah, definitely have people, your support system that are there to be honest with you and tell you the realities of it, but also to be there to be like, Hey, this is the reality of it. Yeah. It might be a little bit more difficult, but we're going to get through it. I can help you. There's ways to get around it or through it. And you're, you're going to be successful. And you know, if you don't know Janelle in person already, she is pretty much I don't knock on wood, right? Like successful in whatever she does in anything like natural talent definitely does play a role, but also yes, your upbringing, your amazing parents who I have had the pleasure of meeting and knowing for, for a number of years now, um, obviously, you know, your, your sibling, your brother too. So having that strong family unit also taught you, uh, who to trust and who not like what energy not to take in, uh, sometimes the hardest energy not to take in though is your own, right? Like being a little too hard on yourself. Like even you're like, see, what is this? But like, that's also a good thing too. But there's a very fine line with like beating yourself up over and over again and just moving past it and like, okay, yeah, you fucked up. You did this not in the way that you wanted to do. So let's see how we can fix it and move on rather than just wallowing in it for forever. So, um, you had had a scholarship, so you had had no student debt, which was incredible. How did you know how much you said you took out a loan um, just, I guess, to live, right? When you started at Equinox, yeah. how did you know how much to take out? Like, like what was that information? Did I'm sure the business part of your college experience helped to navigate that. But yeah, just how did you know the financials of that? I think one of the biggest things for me is they had uh, somebody come in and speak to us at Equinox as trainers. It was a financial planner. That was the oh. best thing that happened. I, she, there was a woman that came in, gave us all, you know, a seminar on financial planning. And um, she's like, you know, I highly recommend it. And here's my information. You don't have to go with me, but you know, financial planning is a thing because with a trainer, you know, like I said, it's not a nine to five. So it's all over the place. It's like, how do you manage your money? How do you um, create a budget for yourself and do all this and that? So I took her on and and a lot of people think, oh, I don't have money for a financial planner. You don't have to pay them anything. It, you know, your investments, you know, they get paid through that. So not, not, no money really comes out of your pocket to pay them on a monthly, weekly, or yearly basis. And they just guide you, you know, into and give you advice in, you know, uh, in line with what you have and where you want to be. So I came to her, I'll never forget this. I first sat down with her and I said, my number one goal is to get to $10,000 in my savings account. And it took years to do that and, and determination and being on a budget, you know, but I was able to, you know, ask her, okay, how much money do I need to take out in this loan? And she broke down the numbers. Okay. So this is your rent per month. This is how much you expect to do, you know, spend in food and how much does it cost you to get to work every day? So we broke those numbers down, added them up and then, you know, broke them down over a six month to a year, um, uh, timeframe. And that was my goal. It's like, okay, I, I have about six months to a year to not fail after this. This is my breaking point. I can't go past this relying on this loan. So I'm going to have to start paying it back at that point. So when you see the numbers, it's glaring, you know, if you're going on a whim, it's like, oh yeah, it's fine. I'll buy this, you know, whatever today and I'll buy that tomorrow. (laughs) No big deal. And then you're like, oh my God, I have to pay rent tomorrow now. So you got to write it down. And like you said, I'm, I'm a stickler for organization. So you just got to get into that habit, especially when you want to start a business or, you know, you're low in funds, you have to really buckle down and, and nail yourself down to this and then set a goal and then continue to set goals throughout that time. Were you always like that though? Or you had to learn how to do that through that like period? I think school and the way that I am, uh, 
definitely helped with that. Um, I know a lot of people who have to like learn to do, you know, be organized and and this and that, which is, again, I, I try to help people with that too, which it's something I've had in, in one way or another, and it just transcended into, you know, creating a business and, you know, college and budgeting and trainer and all this and that. Um, but of course there's other things that I've had to teach myself along right. the way as well. So, um, but whether you have it or not, I think you really have to learn or continue to be organized and just start to write things down, write things down. Just like me with my stunt resume. It's like, you never know until you start to put pen to paper and then you're like, and oh, it can be intimidating. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it can. And just start small. You know, it's like, oh, this is my mortgage or this is my rent. Okay. This is how much I spend in food in a week. And if you don't know, track it for a week and then continue to do that and then create a budget. And, you know, there's plenty of resources online. There's plenty of people that can help you. And again, look into a financial planner. Yeah. And they can also help you with those resources. I was going to ask you, but I don't know if you know off the top of your head, because if you just Google it, it's like, Okay, that's a lot of different information and you don't know which one to trust. Although it's gotten a little bit better these days, I think. And it's also important that you mentioned that, hey, you don't have to pay the financial planner. Like they get paid from, like you said, investments and stuff. So I was talking with uh, American author Kristen Britton about like agents too. And I'm sure you actually have to deal with that. I was like, oh, do you pay the agent? They're like, no, <laughs> they get paid from the jobs. So essentially, like right. when they find you one, there's a certain percentage, but you don't have to pay them up front. So that was something I learned. Um, so going forward, like with that, what was the most, so will you have military in your family, right? Or at least work in the government, your mom? Yeah. My parents met in the army. My mom worked for the federal mm -hmm. government. My dad's retired NYPD. Yeah. So that's definitely, you know, lots of time and organization and, but also a lot of love. So go it, ahead. it's Sorry. funny though. My, I, you, you would look at you, you've met my parents. It's like, yeah. I don't come from your stereotypical military family. I was harder yeah. on myself than my parents ever were. I was at the dinner table and I, I'm just sitting there like, I have to finish my food. My parents are like, you can get up. I was like, no, I got to finish my food. I was like, That's where so did funny. this come from? <laughs> They're like, we were chill, man. I don't know. <laughs> That's probably why they were chill. They're like, uh. <laughs> like she needs to calm relax. her down. <laughs> um. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. Yeah, no, I have, I do actually remember you telling me that story too, because we've dealt with, you know, with Sifu Dan, like he's talked a lot about his military kind of upbringing with his dad and just, you know, all these other uh, folks who've been in that. And I remember you saying the same thing. You're like, yeah, I know. Wasn't that way for me, but I was it. <laughs> it was me. <laughs> um, so sorry. With, with all of that being said, what was the most difficult thing for you with creating uh prowess private training or prowess personal tra private training? I had it right. <laughs> Yeah, actually, um, for as organized as I am and was, that first tax bill was devastating to me. Yep. Not understanding paying taxes periodically. And, you know, when you have your own business, it's a totally different thing now. You have to either pay yourself or, you know, work closely with your accountant. And the first accountant I had was not very good and wasn't very helpful. And at the time, I'm still trying to reach that $10,000 goal. And then all of a sudden I get hit with a $6,000 tax bill the first quarter of creating this business. And I cried. Yeah. I was like, where is this? I already, I was already taking out a loan, you know, so financially uh, it was kind of rough in the beginning for me. Um, I dug myself out of that hole though. I, I knew that I had to take on more clients, you know, yep. I had to be a little bit more frugal now in my spending, cut back on certain things, uh, take certain things out of the, you know, what I spend, you know, stay at home and eat. Uh, yeah. so really digging myself out. Cause again, I didn't want to ask my parents for help. Right. They offered and I was like, Nope, I'm doing this on my own. So, you know, uh, um, got myself into this. I'll get myself yeah, out. Exactly. So that was pretty much the hardest was, was the start really. And, and just learning how to manage a business, you know, especially when it came, came to things that I had never even thought about before, because when you get a regular nine to five paycheck, taxes are taken out and you don't have to worry about it. You know, right. and it's like, Oh, yep. I get a refund check at the end of the year. And now it's like, I owe the IRS. <laughs> What is that? <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. And yeah, nobody nobody tells you. Like, and yeah. again, you went to school for business. You got your master's in, I'm sorry, say again, in sports. Sport administration. 
How yeah. the hell did no, how did you not, how did you not know, but how did nobody teach you? Yeah. And, uh, go you ahead. pretty much get taught about a nine to five. Nobody, you don't really, I mean, entrepreneurship. Yeah. It's like, I know there's courses in entrepreneurship like take those classes because yeah. if that's what you want to do. It's different. You know, business, business degree does not mean, you know, how to start a business. Right. <laughs> despite the name no but it's true and also like half the time people don't even know or can't say entrepreneurship like they don't know what it means i didn't know what it you know you had to learn a lot of stuff and another uh worry woman i was talking to in an interview ivy ivy mix so she's a top level mixologist bartender in new york city i actually met her through um lynette marrero another uh, mixologist they're actually in uh i know right lynette you have to give me that information <laughs> yeah for sure well listen to the podcast miss janelle they're on there <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> fine no it's fine that's okay i don't watch half of your shit either no i'm kidding oh, i'm fine. kidding <laughs> no i do i do and i love you but yeah so lynette actually uh she was one of the like the first ones that i interviewed too and then she she was able to um kind of just give uh, recommendations on who to interview. And yes, so Ivy Mix was talking about that. And Ivy was talking about how just specifically as women too, we don't get that information. Like right. men are more likely to receive or get that information or be taught that information. And again, I'm not trying to generalize, but it's, it is true. Like just at least coming from her experience and experience with just women around the world. So there's actually a company or a, a website called Elvest, um, mm -hmm. specifically to teach women how to just invest in what that means and understanding. And the website's actually pretty user-friendly, it seems. So um, definitely something to check out too. And if you guys listen to Ivy Mix's uh, episode, you'll find that information there. Um, but yeah, so just in general, it's just something that we're not taught. And that just, it's crazy. Cause again, you went to school for business. Yeah. So um, how long did it take you to get out of that debt? So how long did it take you to pay back the loan, to pay the taxes and to kind of just get on the other side of starting to earn and be able, like on the plus side of your business? They they say usually it's about two years. So I don't know how long it was for you. I'd say about that, maybe three. Thank uh, God. Because I, I know <laughs> I had that tax bill and then I had the loan, you know, and then, um, yeah, I would say two or three years to do that. And then it took a handful of years to get to my goal of 10,000. Um, you know, Sorry. And I only say cool. Cause I'm like, Oh good. It gives me a little bit of hope in there. Cause <laughs> I'm, I feel like I'm, you know, still in that deficit and not even growing a little, it feels like it's going the right direction, but as far as money and dollar signs go, I'm not seeing that as quickly or at all as I would like to, but I, I know it's progressing. So that's why I'm asking you to see how long that was, because again, for you, you are, you doing most and all of the right things, obviously sometimes not like you said, but you're top dog. Usually you are the top tier. And even to hear that you had not struggled, but you know, it, it took time to build something, you know, I think it was a struggle. It definitely was for sure. <laughs> Quieter voice. Oh, yeah. I did. <laughs> oh, I definitely did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's it though, right? Like you are going to struggle. That's the thing. It's just how you push through it and how you learn to get past it. So, and how do you think that your Sorry. So how old were you when you created your business? If you don't mind me asking. Not at all. Oh, wow. I got to do math now. Um, <laughs> was it? Two, it was 2000. It was 2000. And it was literally, I, I incorporated in September, 2012. And I left Equinox, uh, the beginning of the year in 2013. Um, I'm going to wait, I'm going to pause right there. You said you incorporated. Is that different than LLC? Yeah. Uh, Yes. Building a corporation, there's different ways. There's an S-Corp, there's LLC, there's C-Corp. Uh, so depending on what your structure is for your business will determine which route you should go in terms of, you know, incorporating. Um, with LLC, just, there was just a lot of things in developing that that I didn't need. Um, sure. So... And just it just was happened to be fortunate that S Corp, which is what I have, transitioned into stunts too. So huh. I was lucky with that uh, because I, I obviously I had no idea I was going to get into stunts, but um, it just worked that way. So I would definitely recommend reading extensively into that and what you want out of what your business can do. Yeah. Yeah. So not I just the cheapest option. 
Yeah, but. no, don't do that because it could cost you literally. And I actually did ask that question in the beginning when I was incorporating. And I was like, well, why don't I just do whatever's cheapest? They're like, no, no, because <laughs> that could cost you thousands of dollars if you choose wrong, you know, um, paying for stuff. So it's either pay me now or pay me later. Yeah. So- <laughs> well, I'm an LLC, so I know most people have that too. And that seems to be the, the simplest one of that. But it's not like you can't change either. That does exist. And also it does change from state to state. I've also learned that from moving like from New Jersey to Hawaii and just different things. So it is important to look that up. But also that's going to be something that I, again, why I ask you guys about it. And I'm going to have to ask somebody who really knows about it um, because it's just hard to understand. Sometimes hard to understand the differences, the nuances. And it's like, well, one seems kind of the same. They're like, nope, it's very different. It's like, oh my God. And you know, it's funny. I'm literally starting to, my husband is, uh, first started to dive into it and I'm starting to learn as well. Uh, when you develop your business, you got to try to keep everything personal out of that. Mm. Uh, Cause I started with my personal cell phone. I started with my personal email. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, getting a ring central phone number is what I, I literally just did that a couple months ago. Um, creating a business email address. I literally just did that. I've been in business since for 10 years now. Yeah. And, um, now is when this information is, is coming to my ears. You know, I, um, like we said, you don't get taught this, you have to go after this information, you know, and developing business credit is something as well. business credit card, making sure that your business credit doesn't show up on your personal credit. Like this is a lot of information and I'm just starting to learn it myself. And I've had a business for 10 years. It's crazy. So making sure that when you develop your business or incorporate your business, you do it right from the beginning because yes, you can change, you can dissolve, you can create a new business, but it's a, it's very hard to do, especially if you have your personal information on there. It's, you have that electronic footprint and that's hard to erase. So mm-hmm. uh, you got to really try to do the research and, and do it right from the beginning. The hard part with that is that everything costs money, right? So yeah, yeah. that's, that's why we used our personals for a long time. And mm-hmm. you, so, yeah, I have one now. It's like colo at taskofit.com. But the problem is I bought that through the website that I just canceled who I was like hosting with because it was just not a good site for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of my friends who I'm also training, <laughs> we're doing a trade off is helping me with the website and we just went a different route with it. But my email that I paid for is still connected to the site, the old site that I was hosting through. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's still active, it's still live. It didn't shut down with that site. But yeah, apparently like if and when the time comes when we switch it like through Google itself, things might get lost. So I'm just trying to, I, I still want to use that though, because it's still active, it's still live. So it's just a hard balance, but yeah, it's important to have those emails. And again, you just get more credit for it, but there's nothing wrong with using at Gmail either when you're first starting out. Just the important thing to you guys is like, just start, like just, just begin something. And again, like you can do your research and and try to be as prepared as you can, but there is going to be so many things that you're learning along the way. If you don't start, you're never going to go anywhere. So. Right. It's true. It's like, well, I can't do this. I can't do that. Well, I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for that. It's like, if you start that mindset, you're going to wait for a long time, you know? So yeah, that's like, for sure. It's like trying to get in shape before you go to the gym. Yeah. I get get it. I get it because you're, you're self-conscious. You don't want people to see you like kind of working through those things. Like, you know, I fluctuate in weight a lot and I've always, first of all, I was always super scrawny as a kid and I've always been an athlete, like maybe not to your level. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I always feel around Janelle. Just so your face cold. Uh, no, but it's, uh, it's, it's true. It's, it's a little intimidating. Even when I was going into kettlebell kickboxing, I felt so scared and just like, oh man, I'm not gonna be able to survive this. But you know, with you as an instructor and Dasha, it was just kind of, you learned like, it's okay to not be able to do everything, like do what you can, like, don't, you know, don't be lazy in it. But if you, if only what you can do is like two reps of something and you're dying, just Take a quick second, breathe and go again. You know, that's, and that's what you learn in business too. So how has your martial arts experience uh, affected or how, how has your martial arts experience been able to help you throughout your career in just with this, with your own business and also becoming a 
a stunt actress is, it, is that the title that you would use yeah, or yeah, actress and stunt, and stunt coordinator right you were a stunt coordinator yeah. on um help me out well i did stunt coordinating for face on and then i be, was one of the fight choreographers for woman king awesome so, yeah. um but yeah, yeah tell us about that so yeah absolutely but just to rewind before i answer that question what you were talking sure. about in terms of um you know uh, what we were literally just talking about. I think that, you know, when you're like, oh, I can only do two, two reps or like not going so far. It's like, you really have to take the ego out of it. And that's one of my problems too. You know, when you're like, no, I can do it. You know, it's like, you know, whether it's in fitness or whatever it is, especially in business, you know, you have to really just be able to be vulnerable and say, can you help me? I need yeah. help. You know, that's a, that's a very, very big thing. And taking a step back can, can take you a thousand steps forward. If you just leave yourself open to help. Yeah. Uh, that, that was something else that, uh, Emily Kwok, I know I'm name dropping like a motherfucker over here, but, do it. <laughs> but it's, it's true though. It's every, every person that I've interviewed before this, it's like, you're saying a lot of the same things and that just shows how you guys are successful. Like if you haven't put them together yet, folks, like this is the way. So just kind of going back with taking the ego out of it. So what she was saying is that we don't necessarily have to take the ego all the way out, right? It's just managing the ego more so because it's, it's, we say take the ego out because you're, the idea is like what she was saying, which you could, you could listen to that previous episode too. <laughs> it'll be the one right before yours. So it'll be okay, easy. Fair enough. Um, but she was saying, just being able to manage your ego, being able to make sure that you use your ego in a sense of when it's time to compete, when it's time to put that effort in, when it's time to take all that you've learned and and put it into practice. But what it means is also like, don't be a sore loser and don't bring like that aggression, that negativity into a learning space where you need to just be open-minded and be able to receive the information without having the idea in your mind of like, oh, well, I've done this, this, and this. Like we've experienced that in martial arts, right? Like somebody comes from a different martial arts academy and they're like, well, that's not how we did it there. It's like, well, you're not there anymore, are you? <laughs> like, you're, right. you're in this school, so learn and then you can adapt and use it all. Like no one's saying you can't use what you learned there. You know, it's just be open to learning this and then you'll absorb what's useful and disregard what is not to make it uniquely your own. Thank you, Bruce. JKD, exactly. So, um, yes. So sorry, we were going into, go ahead. I feel like you answered your own question then with me. It's like, like you, that's, that's the thing with JKD, right? Like that's, this is what has helped me in my business. You're, you're literally quoting things that we learned in our martial arts school, you know? So I've taken that too. And I, and I embody that philosophy as well. And those are the things and lessons I learned through Anderson's and through going through this whole process. And obviously Anderson's was an extreme help because it, it, they allowed me to house my business, you know, under their roof. It allowed me to um, continue to watch the New York stunt community. Uh, That's how I got into the career that I'm in now. I would never have been able to do that without Anderson's and, and just being pretty much in the right place at the right time. But, but not only that, but taking the classes, you know, I started martial arts to be able to defend myself, you know? And then after a while, when I first started, I was like, there's no way I'm getting to a ring. There's, I would never get into a ring. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> years later, maybe I'll I maybe, get into maybe. a ring, yeah. <laughs> you know? So I compete and, you know, it just, they allowed me, they, they allowed me to think more about myself, even, even though I had confidence, they instilled more confidence in me. And it's, it's crazy how getting punched in the face and getting beat up sometimes it gives you more confidence, you know? And, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, you know, I just got punched in the face, but I could keep going. This is awesome. Yep. You know? um, realizing that what's coming at you sometimes isn't the worst of it. And uh, even though you get knocked down figuratively or physically, you can get back up. It's, it's not the end of the world. And um, the discipline, obviously with the martial arts helps in life in general. Um, everybody's got a plan. So they get punched in the face. Right. And then you <laughs> it sometimes. So, that's, yep. you know, I got punched in the face with that tax bill that I got that first uh, quarter of building that career, but you know, I had to pivot and I had to, to re recreate and I had to go back to the drawing board. I had to come up with a new plan and to come up with new goals. So, you know, all of it really is, it coincides with, you know, our martial arts training and, 
the mindset we have to have for it and pushing forward and the opportunities they gave us to meet different people and explore different options. And, you know, Sifu and Dasha have been extremely helpful. And um, so, you know, I take all of that, all of the lessons learned from day to day, not wanting to go to class. And he's like, no, I got to go to class, you know, which correlates to, I don't want to pay this bill or I don't, I don't want to have this meeting with this person. But no, you got to do it, you know, because you want to get here. So, yeah. And just changing that state of mind too is, is where it's at. like, there's a lot of times that like I work a part-time job here and I'm just like, I'd rather be working on my business. I'd rather be like, this is not a waste of my time because I'm making money that I definitely need, but I'm like, I want to be making money doing the thing that I'm supposed to be doing, even if it is with a different place, but like other places that I've tried, except recently have wanted me to shut down my business or they kind of belittled it almost like, ah, well, you only have a couple of people. If that, like, why don't you just join us? And, you know, then you can make your money here. And it's just like, because I've done that for so long already and not in a negative way too. like, again, Sifu and Dasha were there and, you know, always helped me with like information and clients and everything. And I want to be able to do that on my own. I want to be able to take the lessons that I've learned from them and use them you know that's that's it's like kind of flying the the flying the nest right it's like you know i want to be able to to fly and and to use those lessons and also myself it's not all you know it's it's we've learned many things on our own too and i kind of forget that sometimes because we feel that we owe people so much and it's true like there's i'm so grateful to so many people and it took a village to raise me too and it's just like you have to give yourself some credit in what you do too. And I'm still kind of learning that because it's like, we work hard, you know? And it's like, sometimes we don't feel that confident because it's like, oh, well, I haven't reached this level yet or I wish I could do more, but it's, you forget to look at how much you've done already. So, um, you know, it's kind of just taking that step back and reevaluating or just evaluating what you've done and how you can move forward. So, yeah, um, I actually just saw a Facebook post from an actress that I doubled Um, It was a great post that she wrote and she had written down at one point. She's like, wow. In the post, she's like, oh, you know, I started out on Jessica Jones and, uh, you know, looking back on everything that I've done from that point. And she had written to herself when she did Jessica Jones and she, she, you know, shared that picture on the post. Like, you'll be proud of yourself in five years. See what you you will do in the next five years. And she looking back on that, you have to step back. And it's like, yeah, you're always pushing. You always want to do more. And it's like, I, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. But it's like, if you write those notes to yourself and you look back two, three, five years ago, it's like, where were you? You know, like how much have I done? And to sit down and just appreciate what you've done so that you have the motivation, the inspiration to continue to grow and to continue to get that point, even though you may not be at the point that you want to be at, you know, you have to celebrate your victories um, and and realize and, and acknowledge the progression that you've made. And it's, also, oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, roots and wings is what I, what I was going to say too. My dad always told me roots and wings, you know, you have where you came from, your roots, your family, your all that, whatever, your friends who are supportive. And then, you know, you take those lessons and those nutrients basically, and then you fly, you know, you have to grow your own wings. Oh, Papa Stevens. (laughs) (laughs) I miss that man. Um, Roots. What is it? Roots and fly. Roots and wings. Roots and wings. Roots and wings. Roots and wings. Sounds, sounds also like a, (laughs) you want to get some roots and wings? (laughs) (laughs) Root beers and wings. Yes. (laughs) That's awesome. Like, no, it's not what we're saying. Um, But yeah, it's, it's, it's very true. And that, you know, again, another testament to where you come from and where you've, where you've gone, but also saying to that too, right. Celebrating your victories. If you re if you're evaluating what you've done and you're still not where you want to be, or even a little bit closer, then that's also, okay. Now I'm going to use the word reevaluating your game plan. Right. right. Cause even with fighting right in the ring, like you had someone who's in your corner who knew the game per se and knew how to guide you within that so and that's where these other people in this podcast comes into play to help you guys out there to guide you but again if you are not with someone who's either has your best interest at heart or you just are not necessarily there for yourself knowing how to guide yourself with a good game plan you are going to keep losing over and over again without getting that that win but again still keep trying, but maybe try to adjust where you can. Again, taking a hard look at your finances, note to self, 
uh, <laughs> and, and really trying to change that. So going with that too, in my, my own issues, if we're going to go into that, how do you stay consistent with that? I mean, I know, again, you have that, like that determination. I'm very determined and I'm very stubborn, but there's a lot of times where I'll go, like I had a log for this fight camp that I was doing, although they haven't found me opponent. So I doubt I'm going to fight, but I got up to probably about day 17 and then I started to wane on writing in it every day. And then I was like not writing in it at all. And now it's been days and it's just like, why do I do this every time I start really strong and then it tapers off because I just either get lazy or I'm just like, eh, you know, I can remember it. How do you stay consistent with that? Well, I think everybody goes through phases and I've been through phases too. I always go through phases. I mean, yesterday was the first time I worked out in like a month, month and a half, just with work and excuses. You know, it's like, yeah, get on it. Like you said, you have to start, right? You have to start. If you say, oh, I haven't written, you know, this many days, whatever. And it's like, oh man, it's like, you know what? Start, whatever it is, just start, you know? And in addition to that, you know, if you feel like you're in this, area or or this mindset or this phase basically of of um negativity or being down on yourself or whatever it's like you really have to surround yourself with successful people and surrounding yourself with people that are at the level you want to get to or higher and uh just starting with conversation surrounding yourself with these people uh especially in the field that you want to to be in but it's very interesting. Again, Al, my husband was big on that. And I was like, Oh, what? well, you know, I, the little bit of pushback with that. I was like, that's well, whatever. I, I like my friends, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. you know, but it's like, Oh, if you step in a room of other people that maybe you haven't met before or whatever, but you know, once you start to get to know who they are, what they're made of, of what they've done, it's like, Oh, I want to, even if you're, you know, not necessarily talking to them or having a straight conversation, you sit there and you listen, you know, yeah. and you can get invited to the table and you can start having these conversations and they'll drop nuggets of knowledge on you that you didn't even expect. You know, yeah. they'll say something to you that they're just saying passing. And then it's like, wow, it just opens your eyes, you know, just being surrounded by successful people and people that are, you know, growing or have gotten to a certain level that you want to be to is, or that you want to be, um, is very helpful. It's more helpful than you think, I think. And when you're feeling down, I think it's like, you know, I'm just going to, I'm going to go here or I'm going to go to this seminar, you know, I'm going to network with these people here. It's like there's seminars all the time, everywhere. It's like, this is the industry I want to be in. You know, they're having a seminar on this, go to that seminar. That's your start point. Network with people, get people's business cards, have a conversation at the seminars, just start building a network and community of positive, inspiring people and people who are excited about your growth as well. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, though, it doesn't mean that you have to drop any other friends that aren't necessarily to your level, but (laughs) you hope that maybe your influence too can help them to try and achieve that level, level. but maybe that's not within their game plan. And it it is hard then because then you don't have as much time for that. And it's not to like, shit on anybody else but yeah you do have to like you have goals and you have to follow that like it's also again not taking things personally right like certain people i'm like man i'm not i'm not that low on the totem pole but like nobody's nobody's talking to me or 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 calling me you know what i mean but it's just like we're all still growing and we're all still learning from each other and it's and that and that's understandable and it's just like who cares what they're doing in that sense you know and but that's the thing you know they're doing it because they're seeking that higher level and i'm like well shit, I want to be a higher level. I'm going to be that higher level. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. but you can get there, right? So it's like, they have to do their own thing and follow their own path. Even if your paths once crossed and that's okay. Like you can always come back to it, but definitely try to better yourself how you can. You don't have, don't, don't always rely on those same people. It's not saying never rely on them, but it's saying again, like Chanel said, find like network, find new groups, find it like it doesn't have to all be clicky, right? That's what Jeet Kune Do teaches you. It's like right. experiencing and taking from each of these things, what you need and how you can help yourself and others potentially. So yeah, of course, surround yourself with those at a higher level, uh, just constantly, but also know that you can help somebody else too, through your knowledge that you're, you're gaining from that, whether that be your family, friends, strangers, again, who are listening to this podcast. Um, 
and I, I truly hope that this helps and inspires all of you to be able to do what you can because we all can. It just takes a matter of doing it. Yeah. It's that it. step. You have mm-hmm. to be, you have to make yourself uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I was inserting joke there, but that's why. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was going to go somewhere with this. Uh, oh yeah. That's ironic. Cause I was going to ask you if you get distracted easily or overwhelmed with what you do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, clearly I do, but okay. no. So, <laughs> so, so you do a lot, right? So you're, what are you, first of all, what are you doing right now? What's, what's everything on your agenda? Like what, what the hell are you doing right now? Janelle? She's in Toronto right now too. Like, Man, I don't even know where this woman it's is. It's crazy. It's, it's been crazy. What you said, you get distracted or, or overwhelmed, right? Yes. Yes, I do. In fact, I'm very much looking forward to these um, holidays coming up, but I am eternally grateful and forever humbled by this business and the position that I'm in. So I never take that for granted whatsoever. And um you know, the grass is always greener sometimes, but I do miss home. You know, yeah. it does get overwhelming sometimes. I just came off of um, Washington Black in Mexico. It was like a, a show that was being shot there. I came off of uh, Shadow Force, which is an amazing experience. It was funny because when I was in Mexico, I was like, oh, I'm not going to work internationally anymore for a while. And then I got <laughs> out of Columbia. I was like, well, I got to take this. This is an acting role and something, you know, the path that I really want to go down. Um, so it was, uh, it's called The Shadow Force with um, Kerry Washington, Omar C. or like the Leeds event. It was an amazing experience. The, the cast and crew of that project was unbelievable. It's an unforgettable experience. But then after Columbia, I was like, I'm not going to work internationally for a while. I'm just going to go through the end of the year, just work on self and take time for family because I haven't seen yeah. them in so long. And then Toronto calls. And then I'm like, ah, oh, okay, I'm going to do this. And then should, I'm going to take a break. You should just keep saying it because then it's just going to keep getting you more jobs. It's like when you're working and you're trying to eat, you order something finally. And then you just yeah. get everybody walking through the door and you're like, Motherfucker. like, yeah, exactly. but I think, I think your fight experience and training and martial arts. I know everybody's like, man, they talk a lot about martial arts, but it's true guys. Like it it really does change your life for the better and can help you overcome things and, and deal with experiences. Cause you think that you don't have another one in you. You think like, I can't do it. There is, listen, there is also like knowing when to take that moment to be with family because there is going to get to that point, but you also know the point where you can give just a little bit more. And where you, you don't want to miss that opportunity you're opening, right? So fight training and being in fights does that because there's moments like, I, I can't do it. I can't go another round. And maybe the bell rings and you're like, oh, you know what? I take a deep breath now. I can go one more round. And, and that's, yeah. that's what it is. And, and you know that you can do it because you've done it like physically and mentally. So, you know, eventually again, that fight's going to have to at least end for the moment so you can prep for the other one. But um, I guess, how do you refocus then? Like when you get that distraction or you get that homesick feeling and like how do you, how do you make sure that you prioritize what you need to prioritize and just kind of get to it? I just, sometimes I'll write it down or I'll, I'll just create goals in my head or, or say to myself, okay, Thanksgiving, cause it's the production break. So nobody's really going to be working. In, well, in Toronto, they don't have their Thanksgiving. <laughs> it's like a couple weeks ago, but anyways, um, but it's like, okay, Thanksgiving, U.S. holiday production. I have that to look forward to. Okay, cool. Let's just get through this and, and then make a plan for every day or every week that I'm, you know, not at home or it's like, okay. So that's what I did for myself. It's, it's a perfect time to ask that question because it just literally has come up in my head. I'm like, man, I'm missing home. I want to be home, but I, I, you know, I love what I do. I'm going to continue what I do. Uh, so it's like, this is a moment in time because now and my husband's working in Hawaii, so we couldn't be any further apart. Uh, <laughs> by the way, you have to give me that information on your phone. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it going. Um, but anyways, but yeah, so I said to myself, I was like, okay, I have these four weeks left. Am I going to just pout about it or am I going to get something done? I was like, you know what? I've fallen off my fitness. I'm going to get back on that so that when Thanksgiving comes, I can enjoy my turkey because I'll have that much more higher level of fitness <laughs> to, have to fall back on. I'm going to go home with no level of fitness and then I can't really enjoy my turkey because I'm going to feel horrible about myself. But it's like, yeah, I just enjoy my turkey. Goals. <laughs> you, you know? So it's like, what, what do you want to do in that time? Okay. Maybe this sucks. Maybe, you know, you don't like, you know, the next couple of weeks is going to be 
you know, whatever you, you don't, you're not looking forward to it. It's like, okay, what do I look forward to? What can I do in this time? Um, what is, what, what do I want to accomplish in this time? And then like set goals and just, you know, stick to it. And then when you do that, you realize like, oh, wow, the time just flew by, you know, and I have something to show for it. So for me, that's, that's kind of what I do. It's like, uh, all right. Um, I want to be in better shape. Let's take these four weeks. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be able to see my husband. I'm not going to be able to go home, but I'm going to take these four weeks because in the grand scope of things, it's a bump in the road, right? It's a blip in time, four weeks compared to your life, right? right? Let's let's do something with this time. So it's really just a matter of getting up and being like, all right, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to do it, you know? And it and sometimes that means starting again and then starting again and starting again, again. So, <laughs> you know? So uh, it, sometimes it doesn't happen right away and right off the bat, but, you know, if you just consistently go back to it, you know, yeah. you realize it's like, okay, start again. Maybe you fall and start again, fall, but you're still climbing the ladder. Yeah. So you're not necessarily starting again. You're just continuing on. And sometimes it is starting again, though. Like you're, you're way down and you're like, I, I went to a kickboxing class last night and whoo, <clears throat> I, 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 I don't recall not being able to take body shots, like <laughs> as, as badly as I couldn't take them last night. I was like, <laughs> I've never had the experience of like, except when I got like hit like hard and sparring, like of like being dropped, like this one, like I was taking it, but I was like, um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember this hurting or not hurting, but I don't remember not being able to like brace Mm -hmm. at all. Like why, why can't I, and he, like, he wasn't going too, too hard either, but it was like, he was going, but I was just like, why is there like a feels like a hole of a soft spot right there in this specific point? This yeah. sucks, but you know, it's because I haven't been lifting and I gave myself that four weeks too. But like I said, on that day 17 or 18, I started to wane and I don't know why. Like, and I was because uh, I stopped writing things down. That's why. <laughs> um, but you know it's the just source. you already answered your own questions. Like, okay, where's the source? Where do I redo this? You know? Yeah. And- just like you, I had, you know, I, I removed my ego and yeah. I had a trainer train me yesterday. Oh, that yeah, helps though. Because he's really right there um, across yeah. the street. And it did it. It really did because I was like, all right, I'm going to get back on my fitness. I was like, man, I got to have some tough mental fortitude because I do not want to go in the gym after this right. eight hours of rehearsal. You know, it's like, oh, okay. Somebody introduced me to this trainer. I was like, I have accountability now. I have this appointment with this yeah. person. I can't waste their time. But I came back after that session. I laid on this floor for 20 minutes. But then you're like, <laughs> feels good too, but I it's can't like, move. Oh, my muscles are burning, but it's awesome. Yep. I don't want to do this again, but I'm going to do it again. Let me make another appointment. <laughs> you know? I will say it's that too. Like, and, you know, again, we're, we're both personal trainers and, yeah. you know, you're usually very good at keeping yourself accountable too, but also like, you know. I know people are going to be like, oh gosh, she's mentioning this again. We are Virgos, whatever that means to people, but <laughs> yes. you know, we're perfectionists and and everything else. But, and we're also usually meticulous, but again, we have so many different interests and different things, like just again, generalizing, but it does seem to be a theme that we can like get really excited up front and then we'll be, a, we'll be really, really good. And then kind of tapering off like somewhere, but it, it really does help to have somebody else just kind of yelling at you like efficient efficiently that gives you information right. like information but also like all right let's go stop talking <laughs> i don't want to <laughs> yeah yeah um and that's what i've had to do like i'm very fortunate like i'm like very low on funds at the moment because i'm still building my business and i'm i'm working on like correcting that i'm trying to work on the budget thing everything that we've talked about today and it is it's a work in progress and but it's progressing so i'm very proud of that and uh, and awesome. i'm just trying to keep keep going. I would just really like to see those numbers come in <laughs> um, and congratulations. Thank you. Um, so I'm, I'm stoked at that, but just kind of, again, now I'm trying to find a, I'm, I'm sorry, brief aside. Now I'm trying to find a part-time job too. That's going to correlate with what I do that won't compromise what I do. So I had a couple of interviews for that and I'm so excited. So I really hope they play out and you know what, if they don't, then I just keep doing what I'm doing. I can't be, uh, you know, too stuck on those. It's just, it is what it is. And, you know, just keep, keep going. It's a numbers game at a certain point. 
I was going somewhere else with this and I've lost it. And I feel like it was an important thing. <laughs> oh. I think it's important for saying what you were going to say, but yeah. don't lose again. <laughs> no, no, I won't. Uh, just having a personal trainer, having a personal trainer, somebody who's going to be there to keep you accountable. Uh, you can either use myself here in Hawaii with Tasco Fit Martial Arts and Fitness or Janelle uh, Stevens Thompson now too, as well <laughs> with prowess private training. So, um, we're out there guys, we can help you. And again, we are not hypocrites. So we, you know, we do our best to make sure we, we do as we say, and you know, it's not one of those do as we say, not as we do, we do as we say as well. So always lead, leading by example, and we can't diagnose ourselves just like doctors, you know, they need to have doctors or therapists too. So that's what sometimes we need to do yeah. anyway, just finishing up Janelle. If there's one thing that you want our listeners to take away from today's conversation, either people who are looking to potentially become their own business owners, their own bosses, or those who are kind of experienced in it, like, you know, myself, but kind of still building or those who have been in it for a while, and maybe they're looking to work with people or just kind of looking for new ideas. What would you want them, any one of those people to take away from our conversation today? Don't stop. Don't stop following your dreams and your goals. You know, even if you have a goal and, and you pivot at some point, like I did, you know, I, I had a significant goal in life and didn't work out that way. But it, it, whatever path I took, whatever struggles I went through, I ended up in a career that I truly enjoy. Yes, there's pros and cons to everything, but I am super grateful for where I'm at right now. And I'm going to continue to climb that ladder. And uh, you can't do that if you stop, you know, if you have a goal, if you have a dream follow it, start. Like we, we said that a lot today in this, in this podcast, start, start somewhere and don't stop. Failure is never final unless you quit. Word up. <laughs> <laughs> and also another quote, you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take. Right. Sifu would say that one all the time to you. Oh, um, yeah. uh, but yeah, so we're, where can people find you, Janelle? What can they find you for? Um, whether it's private training or, you know, whether in martial arts or fitness and also within your stunt and acting career, like what, what can people seek out Miss Janelle Stevens Thompson for? Oh, um, besides a good party. <laughs> <laughs> Not even man, I'm tired for that. Um, you can find me on Instagram. I promise I'm I'm getting better with my posting. Uh, <laughs> but Janelle underscore stunts, J-E-N-E-L underscore stunts. Um, you can always come to me for, for advice. If I don't have the answer, I can direct you to someone who can. Uh, I don't personally personal train anybody anymore. I think it's unfair because my schedule is all over the place. So I'm going to direct those uh, questions to you, Colo. And awesome. <laughs> Uh, I have an awesome trainer for you. I can, uh, direct you in the right way on that one, but yeah, just, you know, whether it's a question or a piece of advice or whatever it is, you know, I'm, I'm always willing to, to give that, um, I'm all over the place. My, this, the entertainment industry is now a, a solid one. I'll tell you that one. And it, it'll take you from one day to the next. I know we've been trying to have this podcast interview for a long time with, yeah everything. So, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm always down to help anybody with a question or comment or whatever it is. Um, and you're a good source of knowledge too. So a lot of them, I'm just going to direct them to you. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of a sudden get all these, I'm like, Oh crap. No. And that's awesome. I'm, I'm super grateful, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't have known all that I had. Like you helped me a lot too. When I was growing my business, like we just had honest chats and you were just always supportive. Like there was no like if ands or buts, you know, and sometimes we got that from around us, whether it was trying to kind of just test us or see our willingness. Like sometimes we honestly just need that friend and somebody with the experience to be like, no, you got this. And and that just gives you that extra level, which I really, really appreciated. So thank you so much for just being an incredible friend. And I was referring to your birthday parties, by the way. <laughs> not, ah, okay, fair not just party Last animal. <laughs> You're like glamour queen, like transition. Like, okay, shoot. I got <laughs> but no, thank you. Thank you so much for making this happen, Janelle. And I am just, I can't wait to see what you do and how you progress. And hopefully I'll get you on and maybe like another year or something and see how, what you've done and where you're at. And just, yeah, Man, we'll, we'll, we'll check in on each other. I'm excited for where you're going to go, Cole. I'd be like, oh my God, you just a million listeners right now. I don't know what to do. I'm so nervous. <laughs> just for my awesome. episode. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> 
Um, but awesome. Thank you so, so much, Janelle. Um, and I hope you guys check her out and all of the amazing, amazing things that she's done. So again, check out that IMDB as well as her Instagram. And I think you still have a website up for Provost Private Training. It's a, it's a oh, little... never mind. Anyway, no, <laughs> just check her out. You'll find yeah. out. Um, just she's awesome. She's doing all the stunt work. She's enjoying life. And um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that to quote uh, Forrest Gump. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> but Janelle, thank you so much again. And I wish you the best of luck in Toronto and uh, break a leg, I guess. <laughs> thank you so much. Appreciate it. <laughs> no worries. Mahalo and aloha. A big mahalo as always to you listeners out there for tuning into another episode of Warrior Women in the World of Entrepreneurship podcast. If you know of any warrior women in your life that you would love to hear on this podcast, please let us know. You can either email us at colo at tascofit.com or you can just DM us uh, at tascofit on Instagram or uh, we're also on TikTok too. So uh, definitely just let us know and we'd love to hear how you're enjoying the podcast in the comments, either on YouTube uh, or you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're also on Stitcher. So please be sure to check those out. And we look forward to keep bringing you more incredible episodes that have tons of valuable information that'll hopefully help you on your journey to becoming the best entrepreneur that you can be. Aloha. <laughs>